something I can see peering out of that black hole through luminous disks. The eyes, it might be a face, might be almost oh, oh, heavens. Something wriggling out of the shadow like a gray snake. Now it's another one and another one and another one. They look like tentacles to me. Oh, yeah, I can see the thing's body now. It's large, large as a bear. Crystals like wet leather, but that face, that face. Ladies and gentlemen, it's indescribable. I can hardly force myself to keep looking at it. It's so awful. The eyes are black and they gleam like a serpent. The mouth is a kind of V-shaped with saliva dripping from its rimless lips. It seems to oh, quiver and pulsate. When we last left our players, Alistair and Saint had both gone down separate rabbit holes in order to get more information on Dr. Springwood and the odd group of people that surround him. While the sun sets on Roswell, New Mexico, and the Symposium of the Strange winds down for the evening, our two investigators reunite to discuss the web of intrigue they find themselves in. Smash cut to the most awkward tent at Alien Coachella. So whose tent are you hanging out in? It's a good question. I feel like Alistair would not have shown up at Saint's tent. <laughs> I don't know if I would have shown up at yours either, but if okay. we were specifically like, we need to meet up to discuss stuff. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Or is it funnier if Alistair's just like slightly emotionally tone deaf and is just like standing outside of Saint's tent? <laughs> I see. Honestly, I was imagining us meeting up outside of our tents and then being like, now what? <laughs> Like, I'm coming back from the beer garden. You're coming back from whatever you're doing. We stand outside of our tents and we're like... The question is, I think, which one of us has the better tent? That's true. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm going to guess me. Is but... it the guy who has the government issue tent? Or is it the person uh, who spends all of his days in one, in one tent? And therefore is probably splurged on something a little fancier. Yeah, I've got like a two-person tent. Oh, for me. Yeah, for me alone. I mean, shit, maybe I have a four person tent for me alone. If I basically live in it. The one the one that Alistair has is like mostly for appearances. <laughs> yeah, I think the one you have also is like we've established came from like the government storehouse and it's like dusty and crummy in there. Yeah, it's like, like a little it's like might be a little bit mildewed. Yeah, they only bring them out once a year. Yeah, it's yeah. True. so. Yeah, we'll just do this in my also, tent. It doesn't really matter where. Alistair's probably not particularly high on the, like, gets a nice tent hierarchy. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. Anywho, anyway, yeah. so let's, my tent. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we should run over what we've learned so far and see kind of what that, what that shakes out. Um, what I essentially got from my research is that Mackenzie Roberts is a dead end. This is kind of what she does. Is she buys up artifacts that may or may not be haunted and then keeps them clearly she just got a hold of whatever springwood wanted and he did her a favor in return i don't think that's really anything so she's a what I collector yeah she's a rich person with a weird hobby uh she's a rich person who doesn't trust her assistant or whatever like that's not unusual 
think you're right. That Oops. does sound like a dead end. Um, the object that uh, Springwood obtained, um, it's a form, it's, it's a tuning fork. Okay. Um, but an, an unusually, um, one of, one of unusual dimensions. Uh, two, um, I don't really know anything about tuning forks. It's too thick, like the prongs on it. Is that true? Was that, it was, it was weirdly proportioned, right? It was like a big chunky tuning fork. Barry, you are correct. Okay. Like o- okay. O- oversized, almost. Um, cool. It belonged to his father, Springwood the Elder. Um, there's something. Uh, I'm hoping to get my hands on some equipment that will pick up sounds outside of the normal human range. Um, there's okay. research suggesting that extremely low pitches can have different effects on the human nervous system wondering if maybe that's part of his that's act um also uh and i'll pull i'll I'll show saint the printouts um this is the uh the full spread of what springwood calls the alphabet of the the visitors alphabet the visitor's alphabet. Okay. So this is the full spread of what Springwood calls the visitor's alphabet. Okay. I'm sure you'll... Those, at least some of the symbols, I mean, they're... The symbols that he showed you as part of his uh, act are in it. It's not clear. They don't seem to represent letters or or anything. No. It seems to be more along the lines of a Rorschach test. Yeah, there's something about these images that are supposed to invoke something or yes, communicate an idea. <sighs> Looking these images over, does it seem like there's any um, trend, anything in them that is like a unifying theme or okay? Uh, no. So these images, of which Saint has already seen four, are very, like, hieroglyphic in nature, um, but they are not, I guess, oh, I, I'm blanking on my language terminology. So they are hieroglyphic, but they're not anything you recognize. So if that, I don't remember if that makes it a pictogram or what. No, I think like, a pictogram would be more, it's, they're more abstract than that. So they're, they're not pictograms because a picture they are extremely abstract and you can see of the ones that you're already familiar with you can kind of see how springwood gets what he gets out of them but it's not obvious what they mean uh these are not like egyptian hieroglyphs where you're like oh obviously that is a bird and that is a man and that it's a river right yeah um right and these are not like you know uh uh chinese or japanese kanji where you're like obviously that is mountain you know or whatever or like how you can see whatever three lines going up is like mountain yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. You know, that makes it, sense. it's but these are clearly symbols. They are clearly meant to have an interpretation. It's just that they are complicated. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they are okay. complicated, and they are not immediately obvious what they are. And they're not labeled, are they? No. Okay. I keep comparing this to tarot because that is my personal background, but it's like an oracle deck rather than like the Rider Waite classic. Like here's the symbols or whatever. It's like yeah. clearly something is just made 
something up. Um, uh, I'll I'll say for the sake of uh, of convenience, although it's, I don't expect you all to like be able to reference them by number, uh, I'll say that like these were numbered by Cyan okay. Okay. So at least you can see there is symbol one through thirty two. Yeah. For whatever. So the fuck when we're talking is. to each other in the yeah. meta text, we could be like, look at this like image yeah. four or whatever. Yeah. Sure. You know, we're not gonna do that, but yeah. I, I believe I said. Uh, that they gave you two per page on this printout. Yes. Um, and so, but they've numbered them. Like in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a little number for each of them. Okay. Okay. And so before we dive back in, did we know about the cult or is that something that we just learned about? The dad cult? Dad I cult. think we learned about the dad cult. Don't call it the dad cult. <laughs> well, it's that's differentiated between, okay, cult no. senior as opposed to cult junior. Cult 1.0? What do you yeah, want sure. from Build me? a deck. Build a deck. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> Yeah, cult, cult 1.0. 20th century cult. <laughs> like the Green Day album. Um. <laughs> uh, no, you already knew about the quote-unquote okay. Brotherhood of Enlightenment. Sure. Which is the 70s cult because yeah. Agent Grey told you, Alistair, yes. specifically about it when you met in the RV. That's what's going on. Okay, and I assume I did yeah. Saint. Um, yeah, and then uh, the, the lab boys brought it up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I think they said that like these images, yeah, we have we have a lot of bits and pieces here. Is kind of the summation, and those yeah. okay. I'm gonna like mentally, if I didn't want to be tip tapping, I would be writing out a list yeah. of like what do we know yeah, and what do we want to know, and yeah. what do we know is, oh my god, we have some stuff that's like we suspect we don't actually know. What we know is somehow, some way or another, he is reading people's minds. Yeah. We don't exactly know how, but we have some suspicions as to how he might be doing it. We think yes. it may have something to do with audio. And clearly these images are involved in some way. Yes, His, also his dad had his own personal little cult in the 70s. Yep. Uh, and also created Springwood Acoustics. Yep. Uh, owned this tuning fork at some point, which left his possession is now back in his son's possession. Yep. Seems pretty important, but we don't know exactly what it does or how it plays into this whole affair. Yep. It's kind of it. We really don't know very much about what his, we don't know what his agenda is. We don't know what he, we know that he is, he came here for that fork. He's got like, he's selling these self up books. He's got his own weird little, like kind of cult thing going on. Um, You know, he's clearly trying to make money or get attention or both. Um, my bet, this is once again, like, we don't know for sure, but if I had to guess, he's probably trying to recreate whatever his father had or, or is trying know, to improve upon. Yeah, that's, that's my guess too. And he has some, we don't know how many of your government secrets. Yep. And by that, I mean our government secrets, but specifically your agency. Yes, that is true. Oh, bad time for Saint to start a sovereign citizen arc. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Fuck. Um, I do not recognize this government. Oh, uh, well, not my government, but okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Saint, do you uh, not pay taxes? Don't worry about it. Um, that doesn't seem like any of your fucking business. Uh, goofs, goofs and ghouls aside, that's kind of what we got. And what we need to know is, how is he doing it? Why is he doing it? Yeah. How much does he know? Yeah, that's also important. What is he going to do with what he's got? Yeah. That I think is kind of less important because the the most important thing is like, 
what is what is your end goal here how are you going to do it and like you know yeah do we i hate that i'm asking this question do we think that i should go get my brain red again now that he's got the fork if he's even doing this fucking show tomorrow i think i do think we need to get back in the tent um, I I want to see whether the fork uh, factors in to the performance, whether it... Since you've already experienced it, it does make sense to use you as a control, as it were, to see if anything's different. He did and... say he would deal with me later. I don't know if you should be in that tent. Or if you are, if you should be, if you should disguise yourself somehow, I don't know how, but I don't think my secrets, as much as I would like them to not be known by a random asshole, are not, like... Classified? Yeah. They're just, like, deeply personal. Which, like, I'll live. I think we have to operate under the assumption that he's going to know I'm there no matter what. Yeah. This isn't um, my usual ways of encouraging people to ignore me. Is there some way that you can... We, God, we don't know how he does it, though. No. To, like, block him from reading you. Also, your boss may not want you to go. It's the 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 additional point, but I mean, well, they can't stop me. What are they going to do? No, any number of things if they really decided to make an issue of it. But yeah, uh, Saint does not know that you've had a conversation with your boss about me. That's true. No, no, he does not. Coming all this way and going to all that trouble to acquire this tuning fork makes me think he must be looking to reclaim or build upon activities of Springwood the Elder. Do we know what happened to the old so. the old group? I don't think we do. If you I don't remember you telling me. I did not. Is that something that you're you I mean, I could try and fucking Google it, but I mean, shit, Ben, can I just, like, fucking Google it? Can I just see if if a Google gets me anything? Uh, You want me to roll? Uh Yeah. Okay. Okay, Uh, that is uh, negative, neutral, two positives. So with my plus two, that is a total of plus three. There's not a lot of immediately available information on what the Brotherhood of Enlightenment is. It is attached to the names... It is attached to the Wikipedia articles of a lot of people who were uh, perhaps rich and famous or or seemingly at the forefront of, of innovation or whatever in the 70s and 80s. Uh, but you can't find any information on the group specifically. Uh, it's just kind of like, like cast off as an idea uh, on, on ends of the internet. But it seems to have been kind of like a, a kind of pop cult phenomenon where uh, supposedly high-minded or well-to-do people, uh, although a very small amount, uh, could 
discuss ideas in this remote estate in Colorado, in rural Colorado, known as Springwood Lodge. Um, while the kind of concrete details may escape you, you can kind of quickly surmise uh, that it started off as a, a reading group into alchemical texts uh, that evolved uh, significantly in its scope uh, into investigations of uh, otherworldly uh, scientific thought. And maybe one of the most credible pieces of news you can find about this uh, about this brotherhood, about this this well, as Agent Cyan and Magenta referred to it, reading group, and as Agent Gray referred to it, a cult. Uh, one of the most concrete pieces of journalistic information you can find on this is when authorities had to come to Springwood Lodge to investigate the death of one of its members on lodge grounds. This newspaper article is dated 1987, and it is seemingly the end of the Brotherhood of Enlightenment as a public group. Whether or not it continued past that is unknown, but that is the last recorded reference you can find of it. It allegedly completely dissolved after that. Uh, is there any information about who died or how they died? Martin Jacob Roberts died after screaming, leaving the house, wandering into the Colorado cold and the mountains, and dying frostbitten and bloody in the middle of the mountains. Roberts. Huh? Roberts. Ah, hmm. Any info about about him? Any like clicking through to like his wiki article? Sure. Martin Jacob Roberts was the founder of the company that is now headed by his niece, Mackenzie Roberts. Ding ding ding. Okay. So we have a well funded and well connected reading group with interests in the paranormal and possibly also Extraterrestrial, extrasensory, mysterious death. Group disappears from the spotlight for obvious reasons. Oh, I was gonna do amount of time no. and was having yeah. to try and do the no. math about how many how no, many decades it was exactly. But thirty something years now. Yeah. <sighs> Just over. That sort of thing was falling out of fashion before yeah. nineteen eighty seven, really. So it had some staying power beyond just being in vogue. Yeah. I think the most direct way to get more information on the situation is going to be to see Springwood in action again. Yeah. We can look things up on our phones all day and we're not going to get anywhere closer. No. So, yeah. It seems like I'm going to be the bait again. We'll see if he'll take it. He may not be interested in me. 
and we need to try and find some way to get you in or whatever and also ideally but covered somehow or blocked or something but that's going to be hard to do because we don't know how exactly we suspect we don't know exactly how he's without, doing it without knowing the nature of yeah whatever's happening go for it it's like attempting to make an anti-venom without a sample functionally impossible but either way there's nothing we could do until tomorrow once again if he's doing his little dog and pony show tomorrow I find it hard to believe someone of springwood's um taste for the spotlight would pass up the opportunity to show off whatever it is he's acquired fair but counterpoint he's got what he's wanted and it sounds like everybody else at uh this event is not really stoked to have him here so really they may decide to pack up yeah that was one of the things i got from like talking to people is they were like yeah they've got like his random cult dudes walking around selling the selling the good word and mm. most everybody is not like pumped not about it really especially the other people who are around him are oh. like not pumped about it interesting <sighs> I'm sure there are people who are, like, buying his books and shit, but, like, yeah, it, uh, we'll just have to see. There's nothing we can do about it till, till tomorrow. Not without seeming deeply, deeply suspicious. The festival doesn't exactly shut down, uh, overnight, um. So what, we go back to the RV, or, I there mean, was, is, was there anything in there? Yes. Was it was it a room that was padlocked or? It was okay. the back room. It there was like was a, the back room where the, like a bedroom the back would be. the back room where you would expect a bedroom to be in a yeah. traditional I, RV was padlocked. Okay. You um, think there's still in there? I mean, it's probably just a bedroom. Certainly could be, but that was significantly more security than we've seen on anything else in Springwood's little delegation. We did get into that RV pretty easily. Okay. Okay, so go in there. Hope no one's there or distract whoever is. Try and break in. And then if that doesn't work, we'll just go to his thing tomorrow, I guess. But all right. Something to do. Find a way to ensure that Springwood is distracted. We know he wants me. And... Yes. Now, do I think that that's a good idea? <laughs> the security breach concerns would be less widespread than if it were to happen in a crowd of people. Well, let's not let's not buy trouble. Let's just go out there and see what the situation is, and then make a call from there. The two of you travel back through the rows and rows of tents back to the symposium grounds proper um there are indeed uh barrel fires and uh people on god knows how many types of hallucinogens uh wandering around the nighttime atmosphere of this place seems wildly more chaotic than what you've encountered during the day which was in of in and of itself quite chaotic already uh, just like real Coachella, yeah. Just like yeah. real Coachella. Little, it gets a little bit more Burning Man after dark. Gets a little bit more Burning Man. 
Um, many of the booths are closed. You certainly notice uh, that uh, a lot of the stalls have been uh, shuttered, and they're, uh, although not literally, there are no shutters, uh, but the contents that would be on those tables have been packed away. Uh, and many of the food carts are actually still operating. Uh, because uh, nobody wants loaded fries more than people on LSD. It's true. Or, right now, me. <laughs> I was going to say, or me, after a single shot. Oh, man. Why do why do french fries taste so much better when you're drunk? Oh, my God. I get the drunchies. Z, you know this. I, I get do. the drunchies so the drunchies fucking crap. It's very funny. But you notice that there is still activity within the tent that the church of the open mind is operating out of uh activity that you cannot make out clearly uh but you can absolutely still hear the speakers uh you know kind of from within that kind of um dull sound of speakers in the distance and uh as and and the the lights let's say are kind of like flashing underneath the the rim of the tent like as if you uh, as if a light were coming through a door frame does it sound like springwood is talking or does it sound like one of his peons? Uh, it sounds like uh, one of his assistants, yeah. Uh, okay. It is a female voice that you hear. Okay. Okay, Schmokey. Okay. So the, he transitioned abruptly. It's very fast. Uh, or, okay. D- dude has mastery over sound, and that includes voice training. <laughs> if only we were all so lucky. Okay, so we've got something going on in the tents. We don't have eyes on Springwood. Is the RV, like, are there lights on in the RV? Yeah. (sighs) Is there anybody around? In the RV? Uh, Or or outside the RV? Um, Anybody outside the RV? No. Okay. Okay. (sighs) How dumb am I about to be? Will you at least let me do an investigate to see... Oh, yeah, of course. Like who's inside before yeah. we start? Oh doing yeah, no, no. I'm gonna. Dumb shit. I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna go. I'm not like gonna do dumb shit right now. Um. Okay. But... So yeah, I would like to roll and investigate to see who's inside without getting caught. Hopefully. Sure. Unlike the previous session uh, with Springwood, the flaps of this large tent are wide open and unzippered. Okay. Um. And, uh, yeah, yeah, the, um, those big, like, vinyl signs are on the, you know, on on the two sides of the entrance. They are trying to keep that warm, welcoming atmosphere as opposed to earlier when it was, like, a weird kind of semi-public reading. Sure. Um, uh, the doors are wide open. Um, yeah, Saint, uh, go ahead and give me that investigation check. Can I help out? I was actually one? specifically wanting to check out the RV rather than the tent. I um, I would like to check out the tent. I want to see if this is sort so, of like a preaching yeah. to the faithful kind of situation or if this is like another like and come come check out Springwood after dark. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. So you should roll your tent thing before I do my RV thing. Because okay, if, sure. if we could I get an idea of who's in the tent, that will eliminate who would be in the RV. Because if these... we're lucky... He's going to be in the tent. I'm just like kicking it. Brand new, pretty, sparkly blue dice that I got. Hooray. Um, which is two neutrals and two positives, which gives me a plus three. Nice. Cool. 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, the uh, the doors are open. Those two vinyl signs are on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, they absolutely still have it down to a low light environment, uh, like okay. they did earlier. Um, sure. At the front, at the at the on the stage on the podium is a woman who is wearing predominantly white robes with a uh with these kind of purple linings these purple trims in a way okay. that almost looks like like lutheran like vestments uh okay. you know it's a very kind of layered thing and it looks like uh she is trying to yeah mimic those kind of styles of like a very like midwest lutheran uh kind of look uh and she is speaking very positively about her experiences um with dr springwood and his method of teaching this feels like a kind of testimonial Mm, uh, moment uh, in which she is elaborating upon ways in which she felt uh trapped uh uh, burdened by by perhaps addiction or um fear or, or whatever you know your usual like you know, at first I was broken and now I am healed. Yeah, kind the kind of the kind of stuff that people are out looking for a magic bullet for. Precisely. Um, she indeed has a copy of one of Springwood's books in her hand. And she is gesticulating with it as if it were the Bible. Okay. Does it seem like if I maybe slink a little closer, does it seem like Springwood is in there? He is not. What about the big guy? Oh, you know the big guy's there. Okay. Yeah, okay. Excellent. That means he's not in the RV, which is what I want. Because I don't sure. want to fight that motherfucker. The larger gentleman with the leather jacket. Uh, and the dragon tattoo. And the dragon tattoos. Plural. So. Is sitting in one of the chairs next to the stage. Okay. Um, and, and is kind of watching over everything. Uh, but is otherwise unmoved. Kind of an arm, it- arms crossed. You know, he's a heavy. Does it look like there are non-members in here? Like, is it a mix of people in white robes and and not? Or is it like a preaching to the choir kind of a situation? Uh, no, it looks like there is an audience. Uh, okay. There is an audience that is not just other cult members. Okay. that's So in that case, I'm going to just text Saint real fast and just say, like, doesn't look like Springwood's in here. Okay. So he's probably in the RV. But he's, he's probably in the RV. I'm going to double check. Yeah. Or he's getting loaded fries, if we're lucky. Sprint spends a fate point to give uh, the big bad a craving for loaded fries. Uh, so, Maddie, the... Sure. Whatever you want. Uh, I rolled like shit. Okay. Oh, no. So I'm going to spend one of my luckies, and nice. I'm going to roll again. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Do you want to share the original for... result, result with us for fun? Oh, yeah. I rolled three negatives and a neutral, which would have put me <laughs> at a big ol' zero. Rip. Uh, no, it would have put me at a negative one, actually. Alas. So, yeah. Come on. Yeah, much better. Uh, so that is a negative, what I had before, which is a negative, a neutral, and two positives. So, with my plus two, uh, that puts me at a three. Sure. I'm gonna say you sneak around the side of the tent, uh, past those kind of, like, I think I mentioned those kind of, like, uh, uh boxes that you would, like, like roadie boxes that you would see like yeah or, like they're all Audio over like in yeah if you got like a traveling theater production it's those yeah um they're like foam the insulated and black yeah yeah you know the ones with those latches 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, you sneak past those, and I'm going to say you're able to, you know, you're you're doing a perimeter check, I guess, for li- you know, to make it sound like you're a fucking paramilitary nerd. You see lights through the windows. The blinds are down in places, but not maybe universally around the RV. Uh, it's relatively dark out there, which means hopefully that means you can't be seen as much as you can see inside. Um, you absolutely do see Julian Springwood inside. Uh, he is at, I guess, the desk of the RV, perhaps where you uh, found the laptop earlier, Alistair. Uh, he is inside. There are definitely lights in the back of the RV, although that is heavily blinded by the blinds. So you can't see in there, but you know for a fact that he's in the front half. Is there anybody else in there or is it just him? Just him. I'll let Alistair know that. You sneak back around to the front of the tent where Alistair is observing from the outside and let Alistair know that directly. Actually, I think what I'm going to do, if you will let me, is I'd rather stay like crouched down next to the RV maybe on the side facing away from the tent so I'm not having the light from the tent hit me and I'm going to text, like, shoot him a text mm. and put my phone on vibrate. Because, <laughs> like, if I'm going to be, if I end up being the one to sneak in here, I'm already here. Yeah. Okay, how are we going to get Springwood out? Yeah. If I'm going to be the one distracting him. Just, or... <sighs> I'm just trying to decide if I want to walk into the tent and sit down. And presume that one of the other guys are going to be like, somebody will tell him. Yeah. Worth a shot. And if it doesn't do anything, then I can do some stupid, like, hit the side of the RV and make a loud noise and, like, see if I can get him to come out. Yeah, that's fair. And then Um, speak around. Just put some, like, real dumb bullshit. Um, Yeah. Post a sticky note on the door that says, uh, come to the space between the RV and the tent in the next 10 minutes if you want an ass kicking. Yeah. <laughs> um, Making say wait 9.5 minutes. Um, While Springwood does some quick push ups. Alistair kind of. Yeah, you like, gotta get to a plus three and fight in 10 minutes, buddy. You can try. Damn. I think Alistair sort of stands in like the shadows behind the the like vinyl signs for a second with kind of doing one of those like i just put my hand over my mouth in the middle of talking in an audio medium anyway doing one of those like you know hand over your the lower half of your face thinking things um poses i think is the word i'm looking for because i just i don't know how else to get him out that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know how else to provoke a reaction here. Yeah, well, in that case, I think the image is of Alistair kind of standing in the uh, in the shadow behind this thing, very, like, kind of twisted in on himself, you know, like, one arm across his, like, midsection, one arm kind of up in front of his face, like, holding, kind of doing the, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do here? Where am I going? Um... And he, like, nods once, kind of sharply to himself, steps out into the, kind of out from behind these shadows, and the body language is not Andy, which is what he's usually been doing. Um, It's, like, 
I think I think he walks in there like I went to prep school in New England. You know, like my my family's guest house has couches that cost more than your yearly salary. And uh, I think that's normal. <laughs> I could have been the president. Like, yeah, you know, I I, uh, I might not have been the president, but I, I could have like, you know, I very easily could have ended up in in one of those sort of dynastic political operative families um chan- channels a little bit of like his i'm assuming he has a bunch of douchebag older cousins there's a little bit of that going on um and i think he'll he'll walk in and take a seat in a way that's that's not particularly you know he's 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 not sneaking in the way that you do when you're late to a performance he like kind of walks in and takes a seat and does the you know kind of le- leans back arms on either the chair on either side of him leg ostentatiously crossed and is just gonna listen to the the spiel for a little bit in a way that's sort of performatively skeptical and um i'm gonna wait I'm going to wait for, you know, a, a kind, one of those kind of like moments because these kind of things have a rhythm to them. There's definitely the moment of like, you know, wait for the crowd to respond to something you've said. Um, and Alistair will stand up and just say, all right, I'll bite. But I want to hear it from the man himself. The woman who is on the stage, in all the purple and white vestments, uh, who was uh, essentially De- Bible-thumping mere moments Declaiming. Ago. Yeah. Who was essentially Bible-thumping mere minutes ago, uh, pauses significantly, as does the electronic organist uh, that was playing along, uh, and looks you know, directly at you as, as you have made this declaration, and says something to the effect of, I'm so glad that you have found it within yourself to explore what is truly possible with us. I'll see if the doctor is in. What you've just been listening to was Parascience, a glimpse into a world unknown. It was an actual play horror adventure told to you through the fate system. Our players are Ezra Kay as Agent Alistair McAndrews and Manny Trumbo Gomes as capable young man St. Garcia Flores. As for myself, I was your game master and disembodied voice, Ben Hamlin. I also produced this show. Our theme song is by the incorporeal Johnny Ronaldo, and our logo was created by the haunted visage of Tara Bossart. We are currently in the process of remastering and transcribing earlier episodes of the show, and for that I would like to thank Glory Duda, Marcel Hood, and Julie Cooper as they write down our every word and weave an intricate web of audio for you. You can stay tuned to our social media channels for more information on these developments. This show is brought to you by Infinity Break, where we're telling stories our own way. You can follow us on social media at InfinityBreak23 and check out our website for all of our other podcasts at InfinityBreak.net. We appreciate you listening to this program. If you want to help spread the word, there are a good many ways to do that. Word of mouth helps us immensely, and you can add us at Parascience Pod on Twitter. And while you're at it, why not tag Infinity Break 23? 
We have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash infinity break where you can start donating to infinity break for as little as $1 a month. And if you listen to Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave a review. That's all for now. Let Parascience expand your way of thinking and offer you 10 easy steps to becoming a telepath at home. We'll see you in two weeks' time.